Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are pretty hulking, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. Okay, so Jonah, I was thinking about our guest today and, you know, the way that she and I met really is we started playing this mafia game every Friday night over Zoom when the pandemic started that was sort of put together by Taryn Killam and Kobe Smulders, who are good friends, and they would like get all their friends together and we would play mafia. It was just every Friday and it was so much fun and we all became friends and it was so cool. And it reminded me of like how the pandemic sort of brought people together in this kind of interesting way because it was like you couldn't see people in in person necessarily, but you could sort of hang out with all these people virtually that you wouldn't normally get to hang out with. And it made me think of our dad's 70th birthday party over Zoom. Do you remember that, Jonah? I do remember. Yeah. Our dad is still friends with a lot of his childhood friends. Yeah. So it was like our dad and mom and me and my wife, Vicky, and then a bunch of and you and then a bunch of his old friends and, and their partners kind of reminiscent about old stories about our dad. Yes. And it started with his oldest friend, at least from that Zoom, Jeff Perlmutter, who rest in peace, was a really great guy. And he actually is the only one who had typed up an entire speech. And it was like very sweet. And it was about them growing up together. And it had like a lot of fun jokes in it. And it was like this really lovely, beautiful thing that he did that he actually even emailed to us all after. So we have his speech. We have it in email form. But then once Jeff was done speaking, it moved on to our dad's other friends, Mark and Dennis and Chip. And man, did they have kind of, they were sort of telling the college years on. Yeah. I learned a lot, a lot of stuff involving maybe moving drugs in between (laughs) states, not being able to go to certain states due to sort of gambling. Yes. Yeah. A lot of pretty intense stuff that I was really interested in hearing about. Yeah, not saying that our dad was necessarily like a drug dealer or really any kind of criminal, although definitely engaged in some criminal behavior. (laughs) There was this one drug that they kept talking about doing that I think it's what we call MDNA now or something, but they called it like MDA or something. And they kept mentioning this one like very 70s drug that they were doing. And then they'd be like, yeah. And then we had some gambling debts. We'd like leave the state. (laughs) By the way, we we have later talked to our dad about it. And he's like, half that stuff wasn't even true. So, you know, maybe it wasn't. And I can say, I've been to a lot of states with our dad and never have we been turned away. That's right. So he can travel freely between the state lines. That's true. And so maybe his friends were embellishing a little bit, but, sure, you know, it was just really funny, the transition from these sweet stories, like pre-college into really 
really what seems like an episode of like The Sopranos. <laughs> like mixed with almost like a kind of like a roast kind of yeah, comedy roast yeah. vibe. The comedy central roast yeah. of our dad. But we love our dad very much. We know he's not a criminal. Yes. And we think he's the opposite <laughs> of the criminal. We think he's an upstanding exactly. citizen. Very upstanding citizen. Yes. Vanessa, do you want to introduce yes, uh, today's yes. guest before our dad like disowns <laughs> yes, us? Sure. Our guest today is an actress, comedian, and writer who is not only a member of the Groundlings main company, but also has appeared in many shows and movies. But you may know her from her fan favorite role as Madison King on She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Please welcome my good friend, Patty Guggenheim. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh my God, this is so fun. I'm already loving every second. Thanks so much. Patty, did you have any really special like Zoom kind of parties or aside from just our mafia every single Friday? Mafia was such a huge part. It was honestly the biggest part of the pandemic yes. for me. It was so wild. I think inspired by our mafia hangs, I had a few like happy hours like early, early yeah. on where all you could do was a Zoom happy hour and everybody would just get drunk, yes. you know, progressively more and more tipsy as it went on. And then people would cry and then you'd be like, yes. everyone's like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I think that happened weekly. I feel like my favorite part of us playing Mafia over Zoom every Friday was not the actual game, but like the in-between time or like the pre and post time when we were just all talking and catching up and stuff. You know? Yeah. That's where I learned about Yasso bars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I hope they're listening to this. The fact that they haven't become our sponsor yet is insane it's because weird. I talk about them. They do send me a lot of bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Could you two explain what Mafia is for maybe those of us who aren't like, you know, sure, gamers? Sure, 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 sure. I think in person the game is called like Werewolf, but do you want to describe? Yeah, so it works really well on Zoom because everyone's kind of given a position in the town. There are usually like two or three Mafia and those are the secret like killers. And then there are just villagers, and then there's a nurse and a sheriff, and then there are a few little, like, other characters who can come in. And so everyone has their time that they wake up. Like, everyone gets their positions. You know what you are. Nobody else knows what you are. Everybody goes to sleep. And then the person running the game is like, Mafia, open your eyes. And then the Mafia decides who they want to kill. So Vanessa and I would be like, Jonah. Yeah. And then we went, you know, and then... Everyone, you know, whatever. It goes like that. And then a nurse and a sheriff who try to save the And town. then when you wake up, like, the host will be like, it was a tough night because we lost someone last night. And then they'll announce, like, which person the mafia killed. And because the host was, all, not always, but a lot of the time it was Taryn, he would, like, really give a lot of gusto to the role. Like, he would really yes. embellish. Like, he would, sometimes he would, like, play music while the town was asleep, and that was really fun. And then he would, like... We would have themes. Yeah, we would have themes. That's okay. Right. Yeah, like, cowboy or... <laughs> Um, that's, right. <laughs> that's one that was really good and, and then like the word villager would change and the word like mafia would change oh, to yeah. like whatever the theme was yeah there were some really good ones yeah to me I think like Taryn is one of the most talented not even just to me in general I think Taryn yeah. is one of the most talented people because he's like musical he can like sing he can dance and he can do voices and imperson he's has a good sense of humor but while using that sense of humor he can like impersonate almost anybody and do like any kind of voice in a way that's like, I think I, I've said this to Taryn before, like the kind of joy that a kid gets from their dad is like the, which I did get from our dad and still do, <laughs> yeah. but like is what I get like from Taryn. <laughs> like I feel like I'm a little kid and my dad's just yeah. like, it's just like, he's so funny. But anyways, so him hosting Mafia yeah. would always be like, it would be it would like, be a, like show. At a show. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It, it feels like a murder mystery show that you're, yeah. he does all the characters and you're like, ooh. What's a time frame on a Mafia game? Ooh. It depends ooh. how good. The, well, sometimes it would be like 18 of us or something would show up and then that's a longer game. But if it was yeah. a smaller group, like if it was like a 12 person or like even sometimes like a nine person that's a faster game. I'm going to say it could be anywhere between like 20 minutes and 40 minutes. What do you think, yeah. Patty? Do you I think that's accurate? I was going to say between 15 and we had some that were like 45 for an hour maybe. Yeah. 
Because there's yeah. so many people in there, good liars and, and everyone got good. so good. That was the yeah. problem too. Is everyone I actually think by the midpoint I got really, really good. And then as we kept playing, I sort of regressed though. And then <laughs> I got so bad because I always hated being mafia because you basically Me just too. have to lie to people. Yeah. And it's so hard. And so then I'd get really bad at being mafia and they'd be like, You're mafia. And I'd be like smiling and I'd be like, No, I'm not. <laughs> but I like to host for that reason. You know you're not gonna be mafia if you host. Right. But then like obviously not as good of a host as Taryn and would be funny because all of us would be like, Taryn, you play. We'll, we'll we'll host. And then we'd all like always screw up like the assign too many ma you know what I mean? Or like tell yeah, someone we they were something when they were something else. And yeah. Always had a blast. And then we would, if you stayed late, late night, yeah. we would get into... Jackbox games. Jackbox games, including Quiplash. And these sort of like, there's like a... <laughs> there's a trivia game that's supposed to be like scary. Scary. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but they try to make it seem like a horror film kind of a thing. And they try and make it like so scary. Yeah. But then they'll be like, which one of these was not a name of a friend of Rainbow Bright? Like the questions are so not... <laughs> yeah. Scary, Not but scary. it's really funny. It, and they're like, really "You've funny. been murdered." It was <laughs> yeah. like really and spooky music. It was kind of fun. Yeah, but there were a lot of different. There's a drawing game. There's like a say the punchline of a joke game. I really excelled yeah. at that one. But it was like yeah. a lot of games that we would play later. That it was around like two a.m. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. the first few weeks we did Mafia, I feel like they went to like four, like they went really late, like 4 a.m. Yeah. So Jonah, do you think that we're Jonah, absolutely are you getting cool? an idea? I'm yeah. getting it. Yes. Yes. I'm getting an idea. I think I got a pretty good picture of it. And you think we're cool? Yes. Very cool. Oh, okay. Patty, so are you back to doing like in-person, hanging out with your friends? What's your... Yeah, now it's more in-person. Okay. It's good to be in-person. I mean... Vanessa, well, we've seen each other a few times yeah. now. Yeah. And we'll be seeing each other again soon. Yeah, we're going to hang and soon. It's so exciting. We're really excited. Yeah. It's nice to see people. I really miss people. I get so much energy. I'm very much an extrovert. I love people. So even on Zoom, though, I would get like a little bit of a fill, but I got to get my You got to get people. those people. You're such a yeah. lovely person, such a fun person to be around. I can see how, you know, it feeds me you to be too. around you, like I'll get say. Giggly. We get Yeah, we giggly. get very giggly. Yeah. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention, I feel like the whole world is getting to experience you in a new way because of your role of Madison on She-Hulk. Now, I will say I only dipped in recently because it was a whole Disney Plus thing. <laughs> it was a whole okay, me getting Disney Plus subscription thing. thing. <laughs> Which is what people say to me all the time about Showtime where I'm like, I'm your friend, just get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, so anyways, I figured out my Disney Plus situation and I truly thought the way that Madison gets talked about I truly thought you were in every episode like I really did I was like watching it and I was so, like so funny. and then I saw the episode that you're in and I understood why everyone has gone absolutely insane episode four oh. for everyone who hasn't seen it you are so funny in it it's such Thanks, a patty Vanessa. character too you know I've seen you do Thanks. some stuff at Groundlings and stuff like that and you're always so funny and everything but it's really a great character how has that that all felt with like people just doing sketches of you and going absolutely did I already say apeshit and it's not a term I use a lot <laughs> I think you're bringing it into your I think lexicon. I'm bringing it back it's like such a weird thing yeah, to say apeshit sorry no it's such a gross thing it's such a gross like I don't want to be that person who says that like oh did you notice Vanessa says apeshit a lot like it's so weird right it doesn't really go with her and I find myself just thinking about Ooh, a lot. I would talk more like this. I'd be more like, yeah, that makes me go ape shit. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Man, I was going ape shit. Do you like how I asked you a question and then I talked about myself for 20 minutes? Okay. How has <laughs> I didn't it been? Like it. I liked it. <laughs> how has it been? It's been really fun. I would say mostly very fun and kind of funny too because some people have been making like little action figures, which is hilarious. Wow. Because like the only action she does is like, drink beverages but <laughs> yeah. she does always have a drink in her hand but they've been really taking some liberties with my body and it's a little uncomfortable they'll be like very different proportions right 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 so that's kind of funny but mostly just really enjoyable yes like fun to see and it just felt cool that anybody you know liked anything you did it's like 
it just felt cool. It just really is like once I saw it, I was like, again, thought you were in every episode because of the level of like press and like, you know, buzz around it. And then once I saw it, I was like, oh, I understand why. It's just so funny to see you in that role because you're just so great in it. And it's so fun. And Thanks, then I was girl. so delighted. I was so sad when the episode was over. But then when she said the thing about there's going to be like a funny thing after the credits or whatever, I can't remember how Tatiana must yeah, yeah, she was like, yeah, there's gonna, I'm sure we'll have a fun like tag or something. Yeah, because she was like, this is ending in kind of a sad way so, or depressed, whatever. She's like, we'll have a fun tag. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I bet Patty's gonna be in the tag. And then you were. Yeah. And that was fun because we just, Kat, the director, just came up with that when we were on set. She was like, we gotta make this a tag. We gotta do this. And then she got her daughter's Snuggie. That's her little tiny daughter, <laughs> like 10 year. no, not even. She's like seven, I think. And I wore her purple Snuggie and we just improvised for oh like my God. minutes. It was so fun. Yeah, it's so fun seeing you with that actor too. Thanks. He, yeah, the two of you yeah, together. Yeah, he's the best, yeah. Benny. Yeah. Yeah, he's the best. And his last name is Wong in real life. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. <laughs> are there a lot of politics like around like people really into comic books and Marvel stuff I'm sure like need things to be very aligned with their vision of things like are people very like critical of like this doesn't match this thing or do you not really plug into that stuff I just know some people um, who are into comics and it's kind of like mafia like it's a little bit right you know, people get really into Who's it yeah imposter? you get mafia Jonah <laughs> yeah yeah like with mafia exactly yeah that's an interesting question I think they were kind of okay with it. I didn't really see much that was F this. It wasn't in the comics. Yeah. Because I cool. think they were just kind of like, oh, we're enjoying this. So whatever yeah. it is, bring it in. That's good. Yeah. That's kind of the point. Is your role, I assume, sorry that I'm not a comic nerd, <laughs> but I assume <laughs> that your role is not original to the comic any kind of comic? No. Yeah. So I feel like playing like a human, you kind of have less. Yeah, there aren't as many, like nobody, I'm not coming from a different planet or something and like messing things up. But there have been a few like comics that I've seen that were like, oh, was this her? Like, oh, from other, interesting. Everything kind of is connected weirdly in the world. Yeah. And so people have been speculating like, oh, was this where she came from or this or this or the best one is that, you know, they think that Jake, the the goat that I was talking about, is like Mephisto, which is like this. I don't know. You would have to know all the comic book stuff yeah. to get it. But there was like a lot of speculation about it, which is just fun. It's like funny. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting that people were trying to like figure out. Yeah. I'm sorry that Vanessa, I Vanessa, it's called the Marvel Universe. Hey, Vanessa, it's called the MCU what did I or the call Marvel it? Universe. <laughs> did I call comic it? Comic book stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. People who are into the Marvel. Well, that was going to be, I was going to say, I'm sorry. I don't Because in addition to being very talented, Taryn also like knows all those things. So if I were Taryn right now, I'd be like, yeah, like this is my impression. <laughs> it's not really a good voice impression, but that's has to do with the thing is this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, what were you into like as a kid? Like, were you into comics or cartoons or like books or what was your kind of thing? Your lit or media? My literature. I was really into Ramona. Yes. Do you remember yes, those books? Yes, oh, yes. yeah, big time. Ramona Quimby. Yes. Oh my God, I was a Ramona Quimby head. I went to the library all the time and got Ramona Quimby. And then you remember like when you had to check out like CDs and, you know, from the library yeah. and media. I was always like really into like younger, follow that bird. Do you guys remember that big bird oh. movie? Yes. Favorite yes, movie. Yes. It yes. holds, I mean, I actually need to watch it again. It is so good. It is so good. And there are some good cameos in there too. And then Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Big Pee-wee. That's Amazing. Great. I got some media out from the library today. Jonah, what you media did? did you get yeah. out? Yeah, I got a couple books. I love going to the library. Nice. Oh, well, can you tell us what books really? Yeah, why are you being so <laughs> weird about telling us what books? I got this book. It's called Stay True. It's a memoir from this New Yorker writer. And then this other book, Strangers to Ourselves, that's like 
kind of memoir but kind of like a psychology book. Cool. I work oh. in like a mental health. That's like my day job. So it's... Uh, but yeah, both cool books. You get them so fast and you get books now for three weeks and then they automatically renew them once. So you get every book for like six weeks. Whoa, they automatically right. renew them once? Yeah. Is that a new library? I don't know. And I think a lot of libraries have actually gotten rid of late fees. I'm not sure. I haven't tested what? this How do yet. they make money? I wow. thought that was the only way that libraries make money. But I, I guess they're funded so. by the government. Yeah, they're funded by the government. I don't think they make, they make like 10 sense of late okay. fees. I don't think that like can fund a whole library system. It's not like a huge scheme. <laughs> Speaking of being kids, I think this is a theory I came up with as a kid because I was like, otherwise, this like, how, how do they they're gonna make money because they're not selling anything. So I think right. in my head, I was like, late fees. That's how they make all their money. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Did you guys have Book It? Do you remember that? Yes. We've talked about it on this podcast. Oh, we yeah. absolutely okay. love Book It. Uh -huh. Book It still exists. What a Book It head. But I don't oh, know good. that they have, I think they're still maybe lightly related to Pizza Hut. I can't. Yeah, we did a bunch of research on this. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't but it totally still exists in some form. It still exists in some form. But yeah, remember those holographic pins that you would get where the book opens and closes? Yes. I don't know if you remember. Those that. were cool. Well, the pencils I remember that was yes. holographic. Print. And then and those then, stickers that you put to say how many books you read, like the stickers that you put on some kind of a thing. Yeah. Am I confused? I was a little more into, you probably remember this, a scholastic book fair. You're able to leave class, shop for stuff, get like a Ferrari Testarossa poster. And then go back to class. And that was the best. Our producer Olivia is saying Pizza Hut and Book It are still going strong 30 plus years. Oh, good. Wow. That was my favorite. It was the best. Pizza, the pizza. Pizza party for if you won like a pizza bunch of. Pizza party. Or you got a personal pan pizza depending on how many. That was it. I got a personal pan pizza. Yep. But then the Scholastic book thing, which we've talked about in here before too. Jesse Klein, my friend, showrunner. Mm -hmm. Love Jesse. Recently, she was like, I have to go to this book thing at my kid's school. And we were like, is it the Scholastic Book Fair? And guess what? It was. I'm sure. It still exists. Well, remember, you got like a piece of paper and you would like fill out the books you wanted or Separately. something. Separately. Yes. That was a yeah. separate thing. Yeah. So that was something that I think would happen once a month-ish. You'd get that okay. like kind of newsprint catalog yes. of things you could order from the... And that's how, you know, otherwise, how would I have gotten Babysitter's Club VHS tapes? They didn't exist yet of, you know, the say hello to your friends. Okay. Okay. No one's responding. But like the point is that was the song for the videos that they made. But Scholastic made those videos. But then also you could order a bunch of stuff through the newsprint thing. But then once a year, they would come to your actual school and you could get money from probably in our case from our parents. Very lucky. I know. Grateful. But and then we would go in and I would buy any book that had stickers in the front. Yep. Yes. By the way, we just got a text from our dad and I was like, it felt like... He can't hear this, right? As it's happening. Yeah, no, exactly. he's listening. Have you guys said his name on this podcast? Many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that he's oh, the first Todd. Todd. Okay, good. Yeah. The first Todd. Todd. Okay, good. Everybody good. knows. But yeah, good. Book It and the Scholastic Book Club, between those two things, two of the best things in the world, I would the say. The best things. The best things. Scholastic Incredible. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back Great. with Patty Guggenheim. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. Okay, so Patty, before we get into your topic for today, we wanted to revisit something that came up on a recent episode. Yes. Which is we were talking, I believe, to Kyle King Tuff about Schnecken mm-hmm. and how our dad used to always talk about getting a little piece of Schnecken. This really resonated with you. It really did. And I think I said out loud to myself, like, oh my God, Schnecken. I went crazy. Because if you know Schnecken, you... No schnecken. I'm just putting together in our notes of like possible topics that you wanted to do. I thought our producer Olivia was the one who was like, we have to talk about schnecken. (laughs) I'm just putting together that you were the one who said that. Olivia loves schnecken too. No, the second you said it, because no one has ever talked about it. I never hear it. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a huge part of my life always. Yes. My dad would say it's like butter with like raisins pushed in. Okay. Like pretty much that's what it is. It's butter with some raisins. It's like a bread. But yeah, it's German. Yeah. But I always thought it was Yiddish too. Yeah. Or like a Jewish food, but it's just... I don't know. I think our dad used it in the way of like, I need to get a little schnecken. Like, I think he was mixing like... Like he was kind of saying it's like a snack. Like a snack. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A sneak and a snack. Like I'll have coffee and a little schnecken. Like a little snack. I think it generally connotated like a little pastry or something. Like a little baked good. But But will you ask Todd if he's had schnecken? Because it is a baked good. I bet he has. I looked it up too, and it looks like it's a German type of cake, right? But you were just saying there's an origin, the word schnecken. Well, the word schnecken, I looked up it also when I heard the podcast because it means snail, I think, in German. Right. It's like the way they were showing the cake is it was like kind of like a Cinnabon. But the way I've had Schnecken is it's like a loaf, basically, mm-hmm. of just sogged out with butter, bread with raisins, and it is so good. Yeah. And this bakery, the Wyoming Bakery in Cincinnati, makes it, and it is like the best thing in the world. Amazing. It's funny because we should ask our dad about it. I'm sorry we didn't in advance. And one of my closest friends, Ariel, lives in Germany, speaks fluent German and would be a great person to ask about Schnecken too, but I haven't yet. But the other thing that's kind of like that, that our parents said growing up that has come up on here once or twice is Kuchen. Sounds like Kugel. I think Kuchen also, please, anyone who speaks German, don't come after me. I think Kuchen is also like just the term for like cake in German. But like there was this certain type of like cake that was sort of like babka. I always remember Kuchen being sort of like a wetter babka, like a more glazed babka. I don't know. But anyway, it feels like the Kuchen thing isn't really hitting as hard with either of you. (laughs) No, I don't think I've had Kuchen. I've had Kugel. You've had a lot of Schnecken. Are you guys German? No, but people think think we are because Bayer is a German. Bayer aspirin. Bayer aspirin is German. But I don't think we are. Yeah. And we're not related to those people. Or what's the joke, Jonah? We wouldn't be on this podcast right now. We'd be living in Dubai on our castle or something. Like That's that. the joke. <laughs> <You don't- laughs> we joke that if we we're heirs to the Bayer Aspen fortune, probably. 
would have a lot, a lot yeah, of money. We wouldn't be in whatever situation we're in. Although I do think if we were heirs to the Bayer fortune, I still want to be doing a podcast. For sure. Yeah. Especially if For our sure. mansions were really far away from each other. You know, like maybe exactly. I live in the south of France and you and Vicky live in like... Switzerland. Switzerland. And then yeah. it's like, oh, let's do a Zoom podcast still. But we're just so rich and, you know, we're sitting in our own recording studios to do it. That we've had built into our mansions. Go ahead, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cut you off, Vanessa. I want you to finish your dream. <laughs> Patty, you're in Cincinnati. You're getting some schnecken. I'm curious, like, what's your relationship like with Skyline Chili? Oh, ooh. I mean, it's if you're having schnecken for Breck, you're having Skyline for lunch and din. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Anne LaRose's pizza. I don't know if that was all over Ohio or if I don't think Cincinnati. so. Okay, well, but Skyline chili, we definitely have a lot of Skyline chili. A yeah. lot of Skyline chili. I would say I have a better relationship with schnecken. Okay, just right. Because, Fair enough. I don't know. Maybe I think because I've been away and had so much canned chili. Yeah. From Skyline, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, in love yeah. with it like I used to be. Yeah. Vanessa, Skyline yeah. Chili started in Cincinnati. I'm not sure if you knew that. Oh, I assumed based on your question, even though I remember <laughs> having it in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I think you had a lot more of it than me because I used to go time- actually go there a lot. They ha- I was vegetarian, but they had like like a two way or three something with some kind of bean thing, something with yeah. like no meat that was really good. And this was in the days where there weren't a ton of vegetarian options, so I used right. to go there a lot. And then I had kind of a Uh-oh. altercation there once. Oh boy! Um, not really an oh, altercation. Not a fight, but I went there <laughs> with my friend Dan, who was vegan. And we got back and there was like meat in his chili. Oh, and I remember we drove back to the skyline. I'll never forget that. And the manager's name was Norm. And Dan was like, Norm, I eat meat. Like I never have any meat in my whole life. You got like, just kind of like chewed this guy out. And we thought it was like so funny. And then like as adults were like, why? Like It's not that guy's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that guy's fault. And like it wasn't that big of a deal. I felt like we were so dramatic about it. And it was like, we're chewing. And this guy was probably like a 20 year old guy, like managing a Skyline Chili, like in a strip mall in Ohio, like didn't care. This I assume was Dan Patton. Yeah. It's kind of a secret tough guy. Yeah. He looks so innocent, but then you'd get him in that soccer arena and he's He's starting fights oh. left and right. Real stand-up guy, though, now. Great guy. One of my best friends, but very quiet guy. Him. But yeah, when it came to playing soccer, he was just... Don't mess with him beast. in the soccer field or in the Skyline Chili. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, locale. Um, location. Location. <laughs> well, Patty, we are so excited about the topic that you wanted to talk about today because I definitely had one of these growing up and Jonah remembered it. I had kind of forgotten, but Jonah remembered it. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about pocket rockers. Now, what do you remember pocket rockers being? Because we've done some research and they serve sort of a dual purpose, but can you explain to the listeners what pocket rockers were? A pocket rocker <laughs> was a small playing device yeah, like a mini cassette in your pocket yeah. a mini cassette player for your pocket and the tiniest miniest little tape they were about an inch long and like two inches tall maybe yes they were neon colors and they had two songs on each little cassette and you could go back with a little toggle and play one song, and then you could toggle it over and play the other song. So you had two options. You were taking that thing and rocking from your pocket <laughs> to a party. It was like just the best thing ever. And that, that was like before I had a cassette player or a CD player or anything like that. Yes. It was very cool technology. Patty, do you remember any of the tapes that you had? Yeah, Tiffany. I think Same. you're alone now. Same. You? Do you remember what the other song was? No, I couldn't figure that it out. It was, could have been. No, I don't remember at all. I don't think I ever, <laughs> I didn't like it. I have a funny story about this, which is that, did you have more than one or was that your, that was the only one that I had? So I had that one and then I had Walk Like an Egyptian and then the other side was Tequila. So Whoa, like that was the other? Kid, like Tequila. <laughs> that that cool. is so, I that know. is so funny that that's how it was. I know. And Walk Like together. an Egyptian was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. And then it had like a little thing that you could turn it up and down. And I think I had a New Kids on the Block one too. 
I have sort of a list of all of them. I'm looking up what the New Kids on the Block one was. It's a weird because there's some very credible art. Like, you know, you got Bruce yes. Springsteen, Tom Petty, Tears for Fears. And then, you know, you have Wham!, you know, Huey Lewis in the news, you know, you got Debbie Gibson, Genesis, Mike and the McKay. It's a, it's like a really interesting mix of artists. Wow. It's a really, now, one of the things that we were talking about, so just to get started, I just want to say, yes, this was Pocket Rockers is a brand of personal stereo produced by Fisher Price in the late 1980s, aimed at elementary school children. They played a proprietary <laughs> variety of music miniature cassette appearing to be a smaller version of the eight track tape, which was released only by Fisher Price themselves, designed to be as much of a fashion accessory as a music player. The devices were enough of a youth craze to even be banned in some schools for a brief period, which we thought was interesting. So that's what Wikipedia has to say about it. One thing I didn't remember, but we're going to play the commercial in a second, is that it was also being marketed as like a fashion thing. Because like in the commercial, which I don't remember this as much, people are... They're clipping them to their pockets. They're putting three on a necklace. They're like little accessories. Three on a necklace? Yeah, someone has like three of them on like three little necklace. Like somebody has them on like their jean jacket. You know, like it's like you could just put them anywhere. Now, Olivia, why don't we play one of the commercials, which has a song by a band that you wouldn't necessarily... Oh, wait, Jonah, do you want to say really quickly? Well, yeah. So the one thing, I honestly, I remember Vanessa having the... Tiffany, I think we're alone now, cassette. Mm -hmm. But I remember the most is this commercial. I feel like this commercial was on all the time. Yes. And it features a parody of Down on the Corner by Creedence Clearwater Revival. So let's let's just play it. Let's just watch it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Introducing Pocket Rockers, Tiny Tapes, Tiny Players. Down on the corner, out in the street, Pocket Rockers are playing where the music feels the beat. Pocket Rockers, play them here, wear them anywhere. Down on the corner, out in the street, Pocket Rockers playing where the music feels the beat. Tiny players, <laughs> tiny tapes, Pocket Rockers, tapes and accessories sold separately, batteries not included from Fisher Price. Incredible. So what's wild is that song, I think much later in life, like in like my 20s or 30s or something, I heard the original CCR version. I thought this was just the Pocket Rockers theme song. I didn't know this was like, <laughs> a, like a hit song. And I think I had that realization. And I think that was like a thing I was talking about Vanessa before, like the California Raisins heard it through the grapevine. I was like, I thought this was a song for the commercial for that like they had written. And that's like, no, this is like a classic Motown song, Marvin Gaye. Oh, it's like funny at that age because you're so young, God. you don't have like the reference for songs that were big right. in like the 60s or 70s. Right. But I thought the Pocket Rockers song was like just an original. I was like, this is a really yeah. catchy song. A really incredible song. Oh my. Yeah. When I heard it just now, I was like, oh, they're playing this Credence Clearwater Revival song. I didn't even think about just watching it again right now, even though I watched it. I've watched it before doing this podcast. I didn't realize they go, pocket rockers are rocking, hear the music, feel the beat. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that that was, it is a, a classic song parody. That and what's also, to take this to another meta level, Vanessa didn't realize until about a half hour ago that Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now was a popular song that she remade. Yes. Did you know that that wasn't a Tiffany original? It wasn't? I Think We're Alone Now? It wasn't. It no, was... I think it was a hit. It was written by someone else and then it was a hit in like the 60s or 70s. Yeah, Tommy James and the Shondells yeah. around 1966 or 1967. Oh Should we just God. play a little moment of it? Yeah. Okay, here it goes. I don't know if we can play that. We might get sued or something. Yeah, we might but. get sued if we played that. But so just so you guys know, if we did take it out so we don't get sued, we just played oh, it. You should look it up because it's pretty great. You should look it up. But it's you know so what? Good. I didn't remember. I remembered having a pocket rocker. I remembered that it played. I think we're alone now, but I truly didn't remember the other song until we looked it up this week. But then I was telling Jonah, I remember when I was in college at this like, spring fling festival we would have every spring Tiffany 
came and performed. She was like coming back and she performed and she sang the other song, which could have been that was on my pocket rocker. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I thought the only Tiffany song I really knew was I Think We're Alone Now. But I was like, I know this song could have been so... Can you sing a little bit? Yeah, of course. But um, <laughs> I love to sing. <laughs> when <laughs> You're going to remember it from your pocket rocker. Just this week, I was like, the reason I knew that yeah. song in college so well when she sang it was because of my pocket rocker. It went like this. Yeah. It went like, could have been so beautiful. Could have been so nice. I'll always know what could have been on a cold and lonely do you kind of know it? Yeah. I hope we don't get sued for know. that because it sounds it so I don't think we'll get sued like for that one. I don't um. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I don't remember. So you had multiple cassettes for your pocket But rocker. I had this one too, but it was just so undesirable to me. It was Cross My Heart and You Got It All. And I don't know who the singers who are. The singers are. I wonder if they're on this. Li- oh, Cross My Broken Heart. The Jets. Yeah. Whoa. Cross my broken heart and you got it all. Okay. It's just funny because I don't know if this has changed at all, but Jonah, you've, I feel like we've talked about stuff like this before. Like when you're a kid in the 80s or like the early 90s, the music that is popular, the artists are so different than like the cool artists today. So it's like, Huey, like it's like imagine like a 10 year old kid and he's listening to like Genesis, Huey Lewis, and the news. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It is. You had the pop stars. You had, yeah. I mean, I would love to know like how they license this, like which artists, like, I, I, it's so weird to me that Bruce Springsteen was like, yeah, you guys should definitely do a pocket rocker version of like born <laughs> yeah, in the USA. Houston. Yeah. yeah, that's so it's so bizarre, like who how they got these artists and who agreed yeah. to do it, because it's obviously marketed to kids. Yeah, totally. It's so strange. And, you know, I also like Tiffany. I knew those two songs from my pocket rocker. But other than that, I was 100 percent a Debbie Gibson person. I don't know about you, Patty, but like, yeah, I think people sort of were into one or the other. I feel like I heard someone say that once and I was like, I think that person's right. I also had Amy Grant pocket Let's rocker. See. So yeah. baby, baby. Is that on that list? Let's see. It's weird. This list, it's from it's from Wikipedia, obviously, but I don't... I think it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like sounds like kind of thing. But yeah, they had yeah. Whitney Houston. I mean, they had like Beastie Boys. Wow. You got to fight for your right to party. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's And I guess like this would be like a stepping stone. Then you'd get a Walkman from, from yes. there when you got a little I older. I guess so. Exactly. When you're a little older. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And when honestly your fashion changes a little and you start wearing, yep. you know, real necklaces that aren't just pocket. <laughs> Rockers on a necklace, but also it's interesting. The Debbie Gibson one, I kind of understand why I didn't have it. The Debbie Gibson one was Shake Your Love and Only in My Dreams, which are both good songs, but I kind of was more into the Electric Youth years with Electric Youth. What were some of the other ones? I just yeah. remember Electric Youth and I just remember the video of like someone dunking a basketball or something. Yeah. And there was like a lot of electricity all, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I think this was, that was later. I didn't have cable, so I didn't know any okay. of the cool things. Oh, man. We got to show you this electric youth. I'm trying to think of, there was, oh, I know what it was. The song that I loved because it was like a, such a great ballad. And I feel like they would sometimes play it at the roller rink was I Get Lost in Your Eyes. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. God, she had such a good voice. Remember when she goes, Ooh. I don't mind. <laughs> now, I'm, now, Patty, you've. Oh, okay. I like created that. a monster. Like you can take me to the stars. It's like being lost in heaven. I'm lost in your eyes. That's if you sing it all through sued. your nose. You're gonna Go get ahead. Sued. But it is weird that the medium of music is the fashion accessory. Like it would be yes. like if I like taped a record to my head and walked around or something. <laughs> well, I do feel like in the 80s, like having like those, remember how they made like Walkmans that were like bright yellow? The sport ones. Yeah, and it had the a sport hand. ones. Like yeah. I feel like there was something about them Handle. looking cool. And yeah. and to be honest with you, the I feel like the 80s trope that people always make fun of is someone walking around with like a boom box on their shoulder. Yeah. Sure. Like just like walking around, like looking if you're listening to music and walking at the same time, whether it be with a boom box, a yellow athletic sporty walkman, whatever, you're cool. Yeah. So this was like a way to kind of like market that for kids, but also kids aren't as strong. So these are yeah. really little and light for them to carry. 
Yeah, but you know, you're a kid and you want to just show your love for Phil Collins' studio. <laughs> yeah, to all that's your buds. Uncle that's how you do. Yeah. yeah, it is so funny. The number so of like funny. these songs that are like, like what little kid is listening to Tom Petty? Don't come around here no more. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, speaking of Patty, you probably haven't seen that music video. No, it's a take on um, Alice in Wonderland. That's really scary, but. Oh, I should see that. But yeah. I remember taking it on vacation and my parents were like, okay, we've heard the two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Over and over. We gotta listen to something else. (laughs) Like, we gotta get something else going. Which one got the most play? Do you think it was the Tiffany one? Tiffany. Yeah. 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 And and Walk Like an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you weren't really messing around with the B-side so much. You were just there for the hits. Yeah. I'd get down on some tequila, though. I would be jamming to tequila. (laughs) But I I did go back and forth on that one. But Tiffany was just that A-side, yeah. Kind of adjacent. Jonah's first cassette ever. Was a cocktail soundtrack. Cocktail soundtrack. (laughs) Which I think maybe predates Pocket Rockers. But yeah, it had Don't Worry, Be Happy and Kokomo. It had some pretty pretty rocker-worthy jams on it. Rad songs. Oh my God. Yes, these adult songs. (laughs) So many, like so many of these bands I don't even remember when I was a kid. Danny and the Juniors. Well, you know, it's it's like interesting because like so much stuff now obviously is marketed towards kids. But yeah, as in the 80s, I felt like as a kid, you'd listen to Phil Collins and you'd watch like Empty Nest or Golden Girls, some show <laughs> yeah. about like like 60-year-old oh, people and their relationships. Sisters. I mean, there, yes. you just had to watch what was around and a lot of stuff if it wasn't oh, cartoons absolutely. was for adults. Yeah. I think that's why it felt like it was such a good idea and so revolutionary. And this that SNCC came out, the Saturday Night oh. Nickelodeon, because it was well, like... Well, I didn't know about all that. Okay, well, sorry, yeah. we'll, we'll move past it quickly, but because you didn't... No, have... this was it. Belinda Carlisle was yes. on yep. tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was that your yeah. main sure. one? Ooh. Was that your main... Yeah. Heaven is a place on earth. I sorry, just saw that sued. one. Do you know what was the, on the flip of it? I get weak. Oh, that was a big song. I get weak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a big song. But I just want to say back to this thing that I know you can't I'm really sorry. relate yes. to. No, no, no. Because you didn't have cable. I'm so sorry. But that's okay. For us, our parents would go out like almost every Saturday night. And then you'd be home and you'd have to watch like, you know, Sisters starring Susie Kurtz and a cast of excellent women. But then Snick <laughs> came out and you could watch like shows that were made for you, for kids. Yeah. And it was like a mix of different... Anyway, it was a huge Are You Afraid of the Dark roundhouse. It was like shows for kids and you were like, okay, finally a network gets me. Like I'm not old enough to go out with my friends, but I'm can't and drive, but I... Patty, what was your Saturday night as a kid? What would no, you're not watching cable? What are you doing? You're reading or you're coloring? I mean, or? luckily, I did have some friends with cable, so I would okay. yes. go to the, my neighbor's house and we would watch Snick, and that would be cool. So, you know about Snick? So, I know about Snick, <laughs> but I was doing a lot of like my parents would entertain a lot, and I, I loved to spy. I probably heard so many things that I don't really remember now, but like. It would be a big fun thing that like my brother and I would like sneak around the house and spy and we would like have that thing that like you can look, you know, that remember <laughs> like a toy periscope that you look, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. It had a mirror in it and you look at it and then it could go around the corner and you could spy. Nice. Oh, we didn't have that. No. No? I did a ton of spying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like you were really being sneaky or do you think the adults saw you and were kind of like, that's cute? I'm just imagining it now and they for sure always saw us. (laughs) Yeah. We weren't that good at it, but yeah. When I was a kid, I used to call catalogs and order them to myself and my friends in like funny voices. And as a kid, I was like, I've gotten them so bad. And then like as an adult, I think, because they would laugh sometimes and stuff and I'd be like, oh, they just think I'm a lady with such a funny voice. (laughs) And then like as an adult, I'm like, Oh, they 100% could tell this was a little kid. And probably they were like amused by it because it was like different than like mo- like 99% of the calls they were getting. So they probably oh. just like let me do it. Oh, that's so great. But makes me laugh, you know? That's really funny. I do think that I was always trying to do like adult things. Like yeah. be the adult or literally like play games where I was the adult or watch Dirty Dancing. Yeah. That was pretty much every Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Just so, yeah. 
clear that up. Love it. I think we're all clear on this now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to take another quick commercial break and we'll be right back with our friend Patty Guggenheim. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. we're back. Patty, now we're going to play this game that we love, that we absolutely love, called Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork? Otherwise known as Let's Make Fun of People Who Don't Know How to Use Change.Org. In this game, we'll bring up three different nostalgic things that people are trying to bring back on Change.Org. <sighs> and then at the end, we'll each vote for our favorite. This is comes from us going on Change.Org and realizing that like there's so many things that are not social justice on there that are getting petitioned. I see, see. Okay, yes, yes. Yes. So, I'll kick us off. Okay. This one is called Manufacture Knee-High Converse Sneaker Line Again. And it says, Converse Chuck Taylor All-Star XXHI, colloquially known as Converse Knee-Highs. Patty's wearing Converse. Whoa. They're the originals, too. Nice. Okay. These Knee-High Converse were discontinued, according to this, sometime around the early 2010s. That's ending an era of a shoe that became a staple in the then popular subculture of the quote unquote emos, okay. which actually continues to be notable in today's youth and older. But these aren't only worn by emos, goths, punks. These are loved by many people, many of whom couldn't purchase them at the time because they were too young or couldn't afford them. Okay. Um, and, and then <laughs> Is the this petition- all written in there? Yes, it's all in there. I'm not going to read this whole thing because so it's so long. long. Oh my God. But it says the shoes have made a comeback as of 2021 with TikTok. And people are selling them on eBay and they're overpricing them because they're dead stock, all this stuff, prices racked up. So basically this person is saying manufacture knee-high Chuck Taylors again so that, you know, people can buy them. And according to this petition, they have 321 signatures trying to get to 500 and a few comments. You know, people were saying emo forever. I was too young. I missed these. I'm emo incredible shoes bring them back the emo thing is funny because i you know pat i know we don't know i worked at a like a magazine alternative press in the early 2000s like i was very involved in writing about this like emo scene i i don't really remember these shoes at all i don't (laughs) remember this being a thing at all apparently it's very connected to this subculture maybe this came after my time do you think they sold them at hot topic it seems like the kind of thing that would sell at hot topic yes yeah okay yes it's also funny because i feel like one of the main arguments this person who wrote the petition is making and some of the commenters are making is like we were little kids when these came out and we didn't have enough money to buy them. So like, yeah, now we're adults and we can buy them. Will you bring them back? Yeah. Also, just to say 
when you do these petitions, you make them to a certain... You direct them towards a certain You direct them entity. towards a certain entity. So this person directed it to Converse, Nike, and John Donahue. Uh, whoa. I'm not sure who... And maybe G. Scott Uzel. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I started this petition. To, I'm not sure who G. Scott Uzel is or John Donahue, but... <laughs> well, they must be very influential if they're yeah, connected they to this petition. Yeah, they must be big in the sneaker world. Yeah. <laughs> Patty, what are your thoughts on bringing back the knee-high Converse well, sneaker Well, I line? had to look them up to get okay. a, a real look at... Get them into my eyes. Yeah. And I... It's low on my priority okay. list. Okay, not for you. Not that I wouldn't try. I just, I think fashion-wise, from my aesthetic, yeah, they're making me feel a little bit uncomfortable. They seem like they would be uncomfortable to wear. And yes. they seem yeah. like they would be very hard to take hard on. Hard to get put, on. Hard yeah. to get yeah. on and yeah. really take laces. a lot of time to yeah. put on. I mean, that's probably why Maybe they that's what it is. discontinued like, them. Probably. Let's hear these next two and then we'll decide which one we would sign if we had to. Okay, so this one is called Petition for New Trier High School to Have a School Anthem Based on Monsters University. Okay. Wait, wait, where is that? <laughs> Connecticut? Where is that? It's like in Chicago. It's it's outside New of Trier. Chicago. I know people I think. who've been yeah, who there. Same, okay. same New Trier Township High School, Illinois. Okay. So this guy Matthew wrote, he directed this to the Department of Education. I won't read the whole thing because this is also long, but he wrote, Hello, I'm a freshman student attending New Trier in Northbrook, Illinois. This is my first experience in high school and I want to make it fun. So I propose that the school adopts some sort of anthem with student created lyrics based on the theme for the movie. Monsters University. The theme has a positive influence on the students here as it would play on rainy days where recess was not an option. Not sure you have recess in high school. Although I will say there are so many petitions for recess in high school. I saw that too. Anyway. Oh. And it would create a good feeling of nostalgia for people who entered. Not only this, but the theme for the movie is a great song for any high school or college and should honestly be the baseline for most of them. Okay. You may be wondering, where would this be used? There are so many examples. For example, before a football, soccer, or some other game event, or you couldn't think of the other ones, or during graduation, or a concert. Okay, I think Why we got the idea on okay. this one. <laughs> oh my God. I just wow. want to read the last paragraph. It's short. There's more that I'm skipping, but we want an anthem that can physically influence the rest of our lives. Give a reason to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning and give a prospect for our future. Thank you. Give a reason. Wow. So would you sign this petition, Patty? What are you thinking? You know what? I would sign it because I want everyone to get something special that they're passionate about. Yeah. But I don't personally have any... I don't even know what that song is. Yeah. I don't know what the Monsters University theme song is either. And it's funny that this person is so... They're not like, we just want an anthem. They're like, it has to be based on the Monsters <laughs> University theme song. Well, they're pretty passionate. Yeah, they're very passionate about nostalgia too. So maybe... Yeah. Friend of the podcast? Yeah, maybe maybe Matthew's a friend. I'm not sure if this is the Department of Education makes this call. I don't That's know. True. Yeah. Look, do I think it's resonating with a lot of people? It has five <laughs> signatures, so not a ton, but it doesn't. It's up for consideration. Okay, I don't think for it's, us, it's more okay. Yeah, it's in consideration. Yeah, but Monsters University, this guy loves. Now, Jonah, do you want to read this last one? It's a lot shorter than the first two. Yeah. So this last one, very concise. This one, you know. We might have strong opinions about. I'm just putting that out there. It's called okay. Eat string cheese by peeling it and banned cheese blocks. Just two sentences here. <laughs> two sentences. So many people eat string cheese, but just biting into it, which is a heinous crime. Also, cheese blocks. They're disgusting blocks of processed cheese, which people just eat. Both of these ideas need to go. So this has five signatures as well, and this person is not into people eating blocks of cheese or eating. String cheese, just taking bites out of it. What are your thoughts on this banning cheese block? How do you regulate that? Right. Good question. It's a really good question. This petition is directed towards people <laughs> and cheese. I know. So. <laughs> okay. so it feels like this person's not super committed to like making this happen because otherwise like they would have getting punked. <laughs> yeah, they would have made it to like craft or like United some Dairy company Farmers that makes, of America. Yeah. yeah, cheese. Instead, they just directed it to cheese and to people. <laughs> What's that? Bluebell or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think? I think, I mean, I can agree with some of their sentences, <laughs> but 
<laughs> I don't know if it's like a battle worth fighting. Sure. Right. Because you can't control people. You could try. You could try all day. Yeah. You can't control how they're going to eat their cheese. Also, what is this person? They want to ban cheese blocks. I think it's like when you go to the store and it's like cabbage cheese and it's in like a rectangle. Yeah. My instinct is they'd be okay with slicing off pieces of a cheese block, but they don't like people chomping on thick pieces of cheese. And I think that's what their problem with the drink cheese also. I don't think they'd have a problem peeling it off, but they don't. I think that's a kind of fair thing. Like, yeah, you can't control other people. You might not want to do that yourself, but it is kind of like, I get it. That's not really the intention. Yeah, absolutely. Some disruptors. I just want to parse out something from this that I think is a little different than what you're saying, Jonah, which is that this person saying, you know, so many people eat string cheese by just biting into it, which is a heinous crime, but also cheese blocks. They don't say what they mean by also cheese blocks, but then in the next sentence, they say they are disgusting blocks of processed cheese, which people just eat. So maybe they are saying you can't just bite into the blocks, but they're also anti the blocks of cheese. Oh, just the which, block, the shape which of a block. I go, what do you want? Like, what do you want well, to get a cheese wheel? Like, how- I think a slice. I think they're into slices. I guess they just want the sl- or shredded. They, they don't yeah. think that's processed. Come also, on. couldn't a slice be a block considered a block of cheese too? Like, is a block of cheese have to be rectangle to a giant? A block is a slice. <laughs> I don't know. This actually kind of resonates with me. I kind of actually get where this person's coming from. I think it's like something about like the thickness of it. They don't like just, yeah. they're into just like a thin slice but of cheese. Ban it? But ban it. Yeah, banning it feels feels like a, a big a big step. And I will say this too. I understand what this person's getting at with like, if you have a piece of string cheese, you should peel it and not just bite into it. Mm-hmm. If someone just bites into it, that's their loss. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. so fun to peel string cheese and eat it that way. That's the and whole reason. If you and have the moment. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have the patience or the wherewithal to peel off the strings, then like, Sorry about you ya. get what you pay. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like, then that's your loss. It's not up to this person to say like, and now you're in trouble. It's like you, you put yourself in a in a less fun situation. So you already kind of punished yourself. They just don't want to see it. They just don't want it to be near them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is not probably the most pressing issue in our society. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's fair to say. And this one also has five signatures. Five signatures. So it's tied with our last one. So I did look, it looks like in a picture I've seen that the high converse do have a side zip. Or at least some oh, of them. Oh, okay. That makes that's sense. really that good sense. to know. That changes things. These are back on my radar then. Okay. Well, well, let's ask you this, Patty. If you had to sign one of these three petitions, the Converse High Shoes, the Monsters, Inc. Official School Anthem, or Banning Cheese Blocks, which one are you going to sign hypothetically? You don't have to sign any of these. I mean, it's up to you. After going through this rigorous conversation about these... I do think it's the knee high. I know I was like kind of irked by them. Mm-hmm. But after spending a bit more time, I would get some black on black, mm-hmm. black shoes with black laces, not as jarring to my eyes. And I'll sign that petition. Okay. Fair enough. Vanessa, what about you? Look, I I got a lot. I got to give it up for this kid, this new cheer kid who wants yeah. the high school to have a school anthem based on Monsters <laughs> University. I'm going to, I'm going to, I would sign that one just because he really feels so passionate about it. Um, but I, I but I also yeah. understand the Converse signature. I, I feel like they're both valid. Jonah, please sign cheese. Please. I think I'm going to go cheese and I can't. I'm not into like banning stuff. Like I don't yeah. like that part of it. Like, but I do kind of get the sentiment and I feel like there is just something about just biting into a, a string cheese instead of peeling it that that feels kind of weird and I think at the, yeah. at the core of this petition someone's just like he's like I, something about this just feels off and I get it I think they just don't they aren't articulating it maybe as yeah. well as some of these other petition yeah. makers. So I'm, I'm going to give this one, I get this up to six. I think you appreciate the sentiment of like starting the conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sentiment, start, I think jumping over to banning it is too much. Yeah. But I think maybe maybe some kind of awareness campaign, this is how you're supposed to eat it. And it, it will benefit you actually if you follow this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. a commercial with commercial. a cool theme song, yeah. like totally. a yes. rocker song. Yeah. Yes, like a PSA. So yeah, yeah. if this petition got to 
tweaked a little bit, I, I, it would be on the table for me more than the other ones, I think. And with the commercial, be like, down, down on the corner, the eating my cheese and pulling the strings. Not a block. That's <laughs> on not for me. No, not, not for me. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yes. I would support that commercial for sure. Well, Patty, this has been so much fun. So Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Now we got to ask it, where can people find Patty Guggenheim? Oh, let's see. Instagram. Patriscuit is my name. And at the Groundlings Theater performing sometimes. But yeah, mostly just Twitter and the gram and maybe on this, like at Erwan. And She-Hulk. And She-Hulk. Yeah. Oh, and I'm on some, I'll be on some shows coming out, but I don't know the details yet. Okay. Nice. If they follow your Instagram, they can find out. Yeah. When they yeah. happen. Instagram. Yeah. And sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to say this is another whole conversation, but tomorrow I am leaving for a cruise. Woo! And we're going, it's a cruise with the band Train. What? And Lisa Loeb. <gasps> oh my gosh. Who's a friend of the show. I know she's been on the show. Right? Please tell her we said hello. I will. Oh my God. And how many days? It's like four or five days. Whoa, yeah. a nostalgia cruise. Patty, Are, we might have to nostalgia. have you come back and report back. I think yeah, we have to do a whole yes. other episode. I think so. Is the idea that they do a concert every night or something? Train performs every night. Okay. And then Lisa does every other night. And then there are some other groups that I'm sure you would know, but I can't remember their names right now. And are you going with your very hilarious and talented boyfriend, Kyle? Yes. Oh my God. Kyle and some of our other friends. Nick Swartzen is doing stand-up on it. And that's, oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to be a weird time. So I'll, I'll have to report back. Okay. Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about because I also did improv on a cruise ship for four months. So oh, for another day, but we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to have a lot to talk about. I bet you'll get to go to the crew bar with Nick. That's oh, gonna be yeah. Cool. I know. I'm I'm interested to see what, yeah. what all goes The down. underground yeah. world. Okay. Can't wait to hear about that. And also, I can't wait to see you in person in less than two weeks. So okay. Well, that was really fun, you guys. Thanks so, so much fun. to Patty for joining us, to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird, where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like pocket rockers. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.